Welcome to I Sell the Sign, a podcast about loving all parts of you. The messy, the weird, the stubborn, the airy fairy, and creating a magical, joyful, wonderful, all around full of miracles life here on earth. I'm Abby Hamble. And I'm Fallon Jay. And we're here to help you stop living life the hard way. Because all parts of you are welcome here. And we're leaving none of you behind. We We love love you. you. Let's get started. Let's get started. take a deep breath, just rolling my shoulders back and just getting ready to talk about manifesting today. I know this is going to be a good one. I'm excited. I was really excited at the drive home. I was like, yes. I know. I feel like manifesting, well, I guess we can dive right into it, but like, I want to actually start off by saying that I, I kind of hate, well, that's a very strong word, but (laughs) I dislike how much manifesting is such a um, cop, like a pop culture word now. And it's like a good and a bad thing because it's a good thing that it is penetrating in a big way. Yes. But it also makes the work that comes like the, all of the amazing parts of it feel very, I don't know, like generic and not like what they actually are. And what we're yeah, going to talk about today. Yes. And I I feel like the pop culture stuff makes it a little bit more empty. It, it, yeah, for me, there's a, exactly. an emptiness in it. And there's, we're not there's in no spirit. Safe. Yeah. That doesn't feel like it's a, it's just like, hey, do this and this and this just to get what you want. Right. Versus like, wh- who do you get to become through that process? Yeah. There's such a sacred energy to it. Spirit's involved. The universe is involved. God is involved. Uh, your heart is involved. Your higher self is involved. And that is, it's just left as if, as if it's just like, we're running to the gas station to our local circle K to get like a seven up out of them. And it just, that's how it feels like for me. So I'm glad that mm-hmm. I'm glad that you started off with speaking to that side of it, because I think that's really important is to bring back the sacredness of really living, right? Because we're always manifesting. Right. I know that's one of my notes that I wrote down is that. <laughs> Like, like, I hate to break it to people, our listeners, but you are manifesting all the time. And right now, oftentimes it is not the thing that you want to be manifesting. Yeah. (laughs) Like good or bad. It's always, I mean, I think for me, what I believe about manifesting, the core of it is, you know, really is your, your beliefs in it's like your desire plus your beliefs plus your certainty is what really brings that manifestation in. But there are so many things that are underneath those layers, like that are yeah. layered beneath. Yeah, because we know that the, the belief system is mm-hmm. built from when we're, you know, one to six, seven years old, that subconscious brain. So mm-hmm. we can consciously decide to believe something. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, as you and I often talk about, but we've got to get into the layers, the subconscious brain, which lives in the sensations and the feelings and the emotions of the body. Mm -hmm. So manifesting really includes the body. But also, I think that there's this fear around if I think something negative or feel something negative, then I'm either manifesting something I don't want or I'm blocking myself. 
Yeah. Or I'm doing it wrong or I'm fucking it up. I didn't follow the instructions exactly perfectly. So now it's all going to be ruined and I'll never be able to have what I want. Yes. Yeah. And then it feels like this tricky game of like, well, if it's my subconscious brain, which Mm -hmm. is, you know, the 95% that is leading that we're not aware of, then how the fuck am I going to ever be aware of it if I'm unaware of it? So we can get really hard on ourselves, but it gets to be a really beautiful process of getting to know yourself. And when you tap into your body, when it comes to manifesting, this deeper self-awareness is created and you start to catch and see yourself in these patterns that you're like, oh, wait. So like, for instance, I need a new laptop. I get to have a new laptop. Mine is on the fritz. It's very clear that it's time for me to buy a new MacBook. And I went to go purchase it yesterday and something told me to pause. My body was like, not today. And I was like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And what came up this morning, just as I was looking at my old laptop and, you know, was you're still buying, you're still purchasing this from a space of feeling not worthy of it. And so there's some unconscious energy around you spending this money on yourself. You don't feel like you're worthy of having this new laptop. And I was like, whoa, right. And it wasn't like that detailed. Like I'm giving you the detail because as you know, when we're the self-awareness and the thoughts and emotions come up, it's very like, you don't feel worthy. Like Mm -hmm. I looked at my laptop and I felt unworthiness. And then I was like, oh, I'm still purchasing it from an unconscious Well, and I'm really glad that you said that because literally when I went to write down notes for this today, (laughs) the first thing I wrote down was most important thing in manifesting, knowing you're worthy of what you want. Mm. Because regardless of like all of the other work that you do, if you don't actually believe that you're worthy of having the thing that you're asking for, then you're Mm going to block it on all fronts. And that's why doing the beliefs work is so important doing the body work, the beliefs work, the, the sacred part of the manifesting that maybe you don't, that you're not as familiar with in the the pop Mm culture-ness of manifesting. Yeah. And that is the work that, that's really the pricelessness of this work because of who you like, like I said earlier, who you become through the process, but who you're deciding to be. Yeah. Like, we're not doing this belief work so we can, you know, make multiple six figures and so I can manifest life. a new car. I'm not yes, like exactly like your dream house. You're like, what, who is the, who is the woman that I need to become and to believe that I can have the house that I really want, who believes that I can have, you know, the husband who lives in this house, yeah. house with me and the kids and the job and like believing that you're worthy of all of the things is is where it all comes into play and that's like where your life like where you as a person like at a core level truly change and evolve yeah and you get to witness all of these things about yourself in that process yes so you get to enter into you know we've talked about this on past episodes of enter into the journaling and the belief process and the embodiment work you get to enter into it with such a sacred like and a reverence and a love and an excitement for yourself Again, not to get the new car, but the new car gets to fucking come too. Like, fuck yeah, that gets mm-hmm. to be enjoyable. But, but it's 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 so hard to put into words. Mm-hmm. But you get to to enter into the space with you and spirit, where you're dancing and you're co-creating and you're healing, and then the the belief of the worthiness. And I don't know that I always feel worthy of everything, mm-hmm. but it's always a beautiful like layering and work. 
I'm always, a, you know, a work in progress. I'm always a novel that's being edited and yet I'm also okay now. And I'm, we're always inherently worthy, mm-hmm. right? We can logically know that, but we've got to dance that into the body, whatever the way is that you, works for you, right? Like it could be literal dancing it into the body or it could be breathing it into the body. It could be mm-hmm. like writing it into the body. Um, but the worthiness is key and it's also okay if you feel unworthy, but the knowing, just like my laptop, oh shit, I still feel unworthy. I shouldn't be spending $1,500, $2,000 on. Oh, wow. Interesting. Right. And just getting curious, you exactly. know? Yeah. Well, and that's where having somebody to help guide you through the process can be super helpful because a lot of these things, I mean, you're not going to be aware of. And you're not going to really know maybe what questions to ask in the beginning. You know, you might know, you may know what you are desiring, what you want to feel like, because oftentimes it's just going to be the exact opposite of how you're feeling right now, or maybe the opposite of the life experience that you're having right now. But that's why it can be really helpful to work with, you know, a mentor or a coach or anybody really like in this space who can help see see that clearly and hold that space for you, ask you the questions to really clarify the things that you are wanting to create and wanting to experience. And yeah. And the, on the, on the flip side of that, I also don't want to get too deep into because manifesting is like a, is a deeply spiritual process and evolution of yourself as a human being and, you know, your spirit, but starting off manifesting, like if you've never started off, it, it also just gets to be really fun yes. and you can just do little like fun things, like the things that you don't have any issue, like thinking that you're worthy of. Like, if you're like, you know, it would be really cool is if somebody, you know, bought me a coffee today mm-hmm. and I just, I just like, wasn't expecting it. Or like, if I just got like, if like maybe flowers were dropped off at my house or <laughs> if, you know, I found a, a $5 bill on the ground. I don't know, like whatever, like the things that you want to just, if you want to start playing with it, because with all of this and a big part of manifestation too, is, is the play is like yes. the, the dreaming, the, and the, the letting your desires, like come into you, like the creation of it in your mind and your imagination, all of that. And yeah. because obviously the opposite, you know, when it, the things that really kill manifestation are putting that stranglehold on yeah, it, attachment, the attachment expectation yes. of it needing to happen now. Yeah. Because if it didn't happen now, then you're a failure. Or- well, yeah. And when manifest manifestation comes out of survival, mm-hmm. when we're trying to manifest out of survival mode, it's just not going, it's just not going to work because God loves us so much. Universe source spirit loves us so much that doesn't, that, he, she, it, all of it doesn't want us to manifest from that place or will always manifest from that place. So it's, it's doing us a great service of like, Hey, you're in survival mode. I'm not going to give you what you want in survival mode because I don't want you to live in survival mode. Right. So I can't fully offer everything to you from that space, but I started manifesting a long time ago. I don't even know that I was realized that's what I was doing. Like I wouldn't have called it manifestation Mm -hmm. at like 18, 19 years old. Right. Um, but I would start off with green lights. I would ask my angels for all green lights. Mm. Like I just want all green lights or, you know, parking space is obviously a really popular one, but even still, that is one of my fucking favorite ones to do. 
mm-hmm. because I can manifest a front row parking space like nobody's business. So much so that every time we park, Nova's always like my daughter. It's always like, Mom, thank you, angels. We got our front row parking. Like she just knows. Yeah. Um, and that's a fun one because there is no attachment. Well, and it's now become like a fun standard for you. Like where yes. it, like for other mm. people you know, standards can be around money or can be on, you know, how people treat you or whatever. You can make standards around anything, but I love that you have a standard around always getting the front parking space. And so you always do. (laughs) I always do. And I love it. And it's fun and it's Mm -hmm. lighthearted. And it doesn't mean anything about myself that I don't get the front row. If I, you know, one day it doesn't happen. I didn't fuck it up. I'm not a, oh, I'm a terrible man. If I was just, it's like, oh, okay interesting, whatever. And I just move on about my day. And that is another thing with manifesting. It's like, what are you making it mean? Mm -hmm. So one of the things I really discovered in this last year, specifically around manifestation was everyone says doubt kills manifesting. While that can be true, I have actually found that it doesn't have to be. I have had a lot of self-doubt or doubt around my situation or doubt around different things in my life a lot this last year. And I have still been able to receive very specific and very big manifestations that I was unsure of. But I think it's the way in which we, I don't want to say dance with the doubt because I feel like I use that term a lot, but engage with the doubt. Like how much am I putting into the doubt versus like, oh, I see you. Thank you for trying to keep me safe doubt. But like, Mm -hmm. we're not going to lead here. And you're still, you can still exist with me. I'm going to still carry you and take you with me because you're a part of me. I'm going to leave none of you behind, but it's the way in which we really, um, engage with, with doubt because your doubt can't fuck up your manifestation. It's what you make, what you feel mean. It's what you make, Mm -hmm. what you think mean is way more important than, than the actual, like what you think and feel in my opinion and what I've experienced more. Well, and watching, you know, in your particular experience watching uh, as an outsider in that, I think when it comes to manifestation and doubt and fear coming in, it's like, what do you do when that fear hits you? Mm. Do you believe it? And do you stop doing your work? Or like you're saying, do you dance with it? Do you say, do you question it? Do you like play devil's advocate with it? Like, "Mm, maybe you're right, but maybe you're not right. You know, like what if you're wrong? And what if this other thing might be true? And still continuing on with the work, because if you continue on with the work, the underlying belief there is that you have, you have belief that all of this is working out for you, that everything that you are, that you are dreaming, desiring, working toward is coming to fruition. Yeah, yes. I think it's more the, if you, cause we all are going to have doubts and fears, but if you let that stop you if you let it if you let it like really get in your head paralyze you yeah (laughs) paralyze you so that you stop and then yeah then of course yeah then then you've then you've shut the door in your head to that thing becoming possible and and you've believed that it's just not possible for you and if that's what you believe then of course it won't be until you switch back to believing that maybe it is possible And inviting in that, yes, that both are going to exist. Like Mm -hmm. you're going to believe and you're not going to believe like the doubt and the belief are, you don't have to coexist. Yes. Like the duality has got to coexist and you, you get to make space for the pleasure and the pain, the hot and the cold, the Mm -hmm. quote unquote, good and the bad. Like they both get to exist. It's when you're trying to Katy Perry in my head. 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> it's that is that is far more important. And and what ends up happening is is like you said, the devil's advocate is if you can let the belief lead even a little bit more, mm-hmm. a microscopic amount more than the doubt. Yeah. If you can let the belief of the possibility of the potentiality lead, then you're still keeping that space open. Exactly. Yeah. And you're right. As long as you're continuing to show up for the work, right? Like, yes, if I would have let my doubt in this last year stop me and I gave up, then yeah, then I wouldn't, I wouldn't have received even half of everything that I've received. And I, yeah. And I know like I'm kind of being vague, but you know, I just, I left a toxic relationship and Mm -hmm. had to move out of my home with my daughter and, you know, and manifested a really cool new home. And I've talked about some of this on past episodes, but, and also just money and all kinds of really amazing things has come into my life and, and a really great man and great friends and sisters. Um, all of which at one time in my life, I really questioned was even available or possible for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And have we told your story? We, did we tell your story? Which one? Uh, Maybe we said it on the abundance episode. Your like first, oh, that was the sign of your sign. So when we talk about manifesting, you can play with the signs. So like on the very first episode, we talked about, Abby talked about her, you know, she she wanted a sign and she asked and she got like all eight signs or whatever. Oh yeah, all in one. (laughs) Yeah, all in one. Well, you know, and what I was really thinking about for this episode too is, you know, man, like manifesting, like things that I would love to manifest that I, I mean, love to, that I have manifested are, Mm -hmm. you know, apartments, houses, Mm -hmm. like the apartment that I want to live in or the car that I want to have, or, you know, now the man that I'm marrying, (laughs) you know, that also. And, and I think that when it comes to, when it comes to manifesting, like at the core of it, because what I was thinking about before this, I'm trying to gather my thoughts around this because the way that I did it is not necessarily the way that I would advise somebody else because of the beliefs that I had at the time, which were when I was manifesting, you know, my partner, my relationship, I had just come out of like a five-year long relationship. And I took, you know, two years after that to really heal and do the work and become the kind of woman who would have the man that I now have. Right. And But I just wonder, like I was thinking about this beforehand, I was like, I just wonder if part of that process for me though, was being like, okay, well, I put in this, I put in the time, like I put in the suffering, the five years of suffering Mm -hmm. so that I could then deserve to have the kind of love that I want. Yes. And don't we all do this for fucking everything? (laughs) You know? At least in one area of our life, we sure, right? do, if not in many. Yeah. Yeah. Of being like, we well, if I suffer, then I, yeah, mm-hmm. if I have earned it, if I haven't suffered enough for it or gone through enough pain, then I don't get to have this beautiful reward. And so what I would encourage the listeners to do <laughs> is start working on, you know, start doing the, the mindset work, the beliefs work now to know that you don't have to put yourself through any of that kind of struggle. Like you may have already, you know, you're a human being, you've probably already gone through some, but like, you don't have to, it's not necessary 
for you to go through that in order to then receive the things that you want. You don't have to. And this is such a common just belief in, um, I mean, I think worldwide, but like America for sure with like, you know, based on the Puritan beliefs that we've, that we were kind of all created around, but like there doesn't have to be struggle in order to have salvation or pain in order to feel happiness. And you don't have to do and, and work hard and achieve in order to receive like, yeah. Like you don't have to kill yourself in order to finally be able to be happy. Yes. And yes, there's an element of quote unquote hard work, right? But the work that Abby and I are, are speaking to is the work of really becoming intimate with yourself mm-hmm. of, again, we're going to keep speaking to beliefs because that is where it all begins is this belief in worthiness. So yes, it's hard in the sense of, because it takes presence and awareness, but it's not hard. Like you've got to be out hustling and draining yourself and being only of service all the time and putting yourself on the back burner. And, you know, like it's not, you don't actually have to do all of that. And you don't also have to, you know, be in the toxic relationship to get a good relationship. Right. You know, like we, I, like you and I both have really gone through that. Um, And we don't have to, you know, like the rags to riches stories. Like exactly that that doesn't all have to occur that way. Yeah. Like Um, those are stories, but there are, you can write whatever story you want to write. Yes. And one of the things I really love when it comes to like thinking about books that I've read um, and this one you recommended to me, which is happy pocket full of money, which is mm-hmm. such a joyful read. Um, but okay. there's one line in there that always, that I always love to go back to, which is basically the idea of it is that everything that you all, that you want, everything that you desire to have, like in this life, in this 3d experience of human life, it's already here now. And you were actually born with it. And if it's already here now, like then how would you be knowing that you have all of the things that you desire and and what the 3D human experience actually is, is just you getting to take hold of more of it, getting to experience more of it in real life. And so it's not, so it's not thinking like, oh, all of these things are separate from me. Or in it's the future. All, or in the future. They're uh-huh. all a part of me now. They're all now. They're all happening now. I'm worthy of all of them now because actually I was already born with all of them. Yeah. So if you took that kind of energy into your every day, knowing that you already have all of the things that you desire and that you get to just start claiming more and more and more of them in your 3D world along the way. Yes. And Cameron Gakandi, I think it's how you say his last name, where Happy Pocket Full of Money does a really incredible job of simplifying the quantum field for mm-hmm. our brains to, yeah. to, to see. And he has that analogy of the soccer field and like what's happening at 10 years old and what's happening at 30 years old is, mm-hmm. is all on the same fucking soccer field of life. It's all happening right now. But I also like to picture it like you know, I mean, vortex is a, also such a popular word because of Abraham Hicks and, and all of that. But I really do like to picture that we're like my aura and we're living in this vortex and that everything I desire is actually right. It, it is in my vortex. Mm-hmm. So I like energetically, it exists already for me. Mm-hmm. It just hasn't made its way 
into, like we said, the 3D, the actual experiencing it from the human perspective. Mm -hmm. And so if I can believe that it's already in my vortex, then what else around that? How can I support my nervous system to feel safe to receive it? And so I do that through my personal embodiment work, you know, you uh, post in my stories, some stuff that I do, I do like rage work, embodiment work, but I also do tapping. Mm -hmm. I do breath work. I take cold baths. I journal, I process with my friends about Mm -hmm. the fucking fears that I'm feeling and frustrations and how pissed off I am that the thing isn't here yet. Or why am I fucking having to do this again? Is the work Mm -hmm. ever done? Like I'm sick of doing the work. Like (laughs) we don't buy you and I are really great at like, we don't overstep any part of what we're feeling, but we know that there's a sacredness in the process of feeling it, feeling our feelings, because there's going to be something through that that allows for more of an opening to what it is that we want to receive and experience in this life, as well as really leave our energetic print Mm -hmm. as we are as Abby and Fallon in this specific iteration of life. It's funny because as you were talking, the vision that I kept seeing in my head was like having all of these things in the vortex kind of swirling around you. And then when, when you're doing all of these things, like we're talking about doing the beliefs work, the body work, the, the journaling, the, all of the things that allow us to just get to know ourselves more deeply, more fully. It's like, then you don't, it's not about doing all of these things. It's about being, it's about coming to that realization that I already have all of the things that I desire and they get to be mine now. And it's almost like a, like what I saw was a, um, like a locker, almost like a high school locker, like Mm -hmm. clicking into just the dial, just moving like one teeny, like notch over clicking in and like the, the lock unlocking and like the door opening and everything's available. Yeah. Here it is. Here you go. And like God angels are just like clapping, like, yeah, Yeah. she got it. She finally got it. You know? (laughs) Yeah. She did the quick, the not quick, but the the little pivot, the little dial turn. Yeah. Yeah. Cause oftentimes that can be all that it takes. Oh my gosh. All of this work that leads you to this (laughs) teeny tiny pivot. And then everything is available to you that you just weren't able to see from your vantage point before. And, yes. And so often the pivot is, is a, it can be a few different things, but so often the pivot is the decision of like, you know what, mm-hmm. who I am in this moment is perfect. Like I can, I can manage, I can navigate, I can receive like, fuck mm-hmm. it. I, I get to now, like there's a decision that gets to be made that you get to land in the body. That's often the pivot. Um, You know, for, for me also, what has deeply helped is, letting what I have now and letting what I have, who I have been be enough. Mm -hmm. Can it be enough now? And once I can feel the enoughness in my body, like this is enough. Thank you, God, source universe, right? Like I say, God, whatever verbiage Mm -hmm. works for you, but thank you. This is enough. And then once I feel the enoughness and I'm like, and more please, but it's the more please is not from the lack of, and not from the energy of, I don't have this yet. I let everything be holy fuck and really focus and being grateful and feeling that first and then asking for the more please. And another thing that has really helped me anchor in letting life feel good and pleasure be safe is Mm self-pleasure. Life is like, you know, the stuff that you and I are talking about is we really, not that we're perfect at this, no, but we really 
walk with life as a ceremony. Like we come always back to this, like our rituals episode, right? Like mm-hmm. everything really gets to be this beautiful ceremony and ritual. And then that's play and fun and full of laughter and not always yeah, heavy. That's and something that you have to do. It's being yes. like, what feels good right now? And just yes. letting yourself do that. Yes. Yeah. So like, what feel like it needs to happen right now. Letting yes. yourself do that. <laughs> yeah. So as we're talking about this, it's not from like a calculated I'm going into ceremony and I'm going into ritual and it's like, no, what, what feels good. And also knowing your human design, your gene keys is also really helpful and supportive. Like it's been a day. I need to light some shit and just sage this fucking house. (laughs) The energy is bad right now. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. But, but everything is ceremony, but not from this like rigid if I do step A, B, C, and D, then I get the thing. It's like, mm. no, we get to enjoy the process of, of life and, um, and we get to have fun and we get to self-pleasure. And that's a really great way to anchor in receiving more pleasure, mm-hmm. receiving good in your life, but also so is laughter. Yeah. So is like, you know, all of it. Um, so is crying. So, so is crying. Yes. Yes. So is anger. All of it gets to be a part of the process. But once we make one thing mean that we're fucking it up, then we're going to make it mean that. And the universe yeah. is going to be like, oh, okay. Then I guess I'm saying yes to everything. So if you're fucking it up, then I guess, okay, you're fucking it up. I'm, you know, like we just get to observe where, what we're making everything mean. And, and I, I do feel that prioritizing and something this is, I'm really playing with right now is letting it be okay to play mm-hmm. whatever that means for me. I mean, that I might not be out jumping on a trampoline. Right. But, but what, what feels like play and without that meaning that I'm not quote unquote working hard to receive my manifestations. Well, it's like, how are you shooting? How are you mm. shooting on yourself? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and do I like, should I be doing this thing? Shouldn't I be doing this thing if I want to be successful, if I want to, you know, insert any desire that you have? Shouldn't I be more this? Shouldn't I be doing more of this? Shouldn't I, shouldn't like I look more like this person or whatever, be doing business like this person or be more working working out 12 hours a day to be a certain body type or image or yeah. Yeah. All the, there's so much heaviness around the shooting. And and yeah. I think that's always a great way to feel if you're on a path that feels good to receiving your desires or on a path that feels heavy and mm-hmm. like tight and constricted. And you're just, you can feel the difference in your body of like, oh, I'm putting too much fucking pressure on myself. I'm not letting myself be enough or worthy right now. Yeah. Let me strip this off. Let me take a breath mm-hmm. and let me see what actually just feels good. And, and take away the heaviness, you know, like yeah. give the heaviness back, right? Like let's give the heaviness back to spirit, give it back to the universe. Yeah. It's not really, it's not serving you and we all experience it, but acknowledging when you're in it in order to receive something. I, so I had a reading once a couple of years ago with this woman, Belinda Womack. Um, and she does like archangel readings. And I just remember I, this is the vision that I was seeing when you were talking just now, because 
she she gave me this like she always has this very like colorful imagery and she's like the one thing that I remember her saying is you know when things are um when like fear doubt and things are like coming at you it's like they're like they're alligators in a in like a river around you, like a moat, almost like you're in a castle and there are all these alligators like coming to get you. But then you're throwing these violet fire meatballs at them and then they <laughs> explode. And, I, and so every time, every, anytime like something in my mind is like going crazy or I'm like getting lost and, you know, going down a weird like fear spiral with something. And I'm just like, I just am like, throw the, vi- the violet fire meatballs at them. <laughs> I love that. Like, to bring back the levity, you know, yes. like, okay, let's, let's dial it back a minute and like, okay, it's okay to be feeling this fear, but is it really this scary? Can we, yes. can we look at it? Can we step outside of it for one minute? And it's and ultimately, yeah. Bring it back to, to level. Yeah. I love that. And it's ultimately your mind's just trying to find safety in the unknown. Mm-hmm. And my loves, we are always safe because we're living in the infinite unknown and we've made it this fucking far. <laughs> we have made it this far. So I love the violet meatballs. Like, yes, bringing levity. Where can we make it a little bit more light and fun? Mm-hmm. Even when we're experiencing, you know, the feelings that don't feel as good, but also creating space for those to exist because mm-hmm. we cannot, you know, I don't, I'm not, I don't agree with the part of manifesting that's like you have to always feel good and think good thoughts in no. order to like yeah we thank call you for bullshit. bringing that up that's we, the yeah we don't subscribe to that we let like there's a reason you know one of my favorite mottos that came through and that we also use on this podcast is leave none of you behind yeah because and you don't have to all parts of you are welcome here like yeah, you don't have you to don't. abandon any part of yourself yes. to create the life that you truly desire and that means, you know, like in this last year, I can't tell you how many times I ended up in the fetal position, literal fetal position crying because that's what my body needed to do to grieve things that I was going through. And yet this past Saturday, I'm sitting on white sands beat, like a, a white sandy beach looking over emerald waters with a man who adores me and watching the sunrise over the ocean. And I'm like, this is the fucking life. Yeah. I didn't have to abandon the parts of myself that had anger and rage and grief and sadness Mm -hmm. and pain to get here. If anything, I'm able to experience this even more fully and from a more grounded place because I let myself experience myself more fully than I ever had before. Yes. And that is the whole point of all of this. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, honestly, it's like, the whole point of the work of the manifestation work, it's not like we said in the beginning, it's not about manifesting a car or the house or like whatever it is that you want. It's, it's what, who is the person that you become in the process? The person that you, that loves all parts of yourself so fully that you're like drawing everything to you because you're so magnetic. Mm-hmm. Because you are just so fully um, you and just so fully embodied in who you are and what you want and knowing that you're worthy of it. That it's like you're walking around. It's, oh, it's the unfuckwithable. Yes. I was going to say you're walking around like no fucks to be given here. 
because, and not saying that you don't care about people, but like that they're the, the small stuff is like not going to get to you as much because you are so anchored, so centered, so full already that like, there's no room for the bullshit, like the extra bullshit to come in. No. And you'll watch it come in. And you mm-hmm. might engage with it and then you'll catch yourself. Oh, fuck. I'm getting engaging with the bullshit again. Okay. Yeah. I love you. Thank you for throw some meatballs you know, at it. Yeah. <laughs> throw the, the violet flame meatballs. Yeah. And, and, you know, so often, and we hear this a lot in our world, but our listeners might not have heard this. I don't know, but it's, you might actually be able to say this better than I can right now, but it's um, how, how we think, or it's what we think the thing will make us feel. Mm-hmm. like we're waiting to receive the thing to feel the thing yeah and then you what, realize that you can already feel that way now not having the thing fucking feel that way now and that is something I teach my daughter now she just turned six and I'm like what you're feeling at the end of the day my love which especially when she's just pissy mm-hmm. I'm like is a choice we can yeah. continue to choose to engage with the energy that doesn't feel good because something didn't go your way right or we can choose to honor it and move it and then choose to focus on what we want and not what we don't want. And the more we engage with what we don't want, the more we're going to fucking feel what we don't want. Right. I mean, it's like the whole, um, the whole idea of one thing goes wrong and then everything goes wrong because when mm-hmm. like the first thing goes wrong, then you're like, well, now everything's going to go wrong. And it's just like the whole cascading of events. And that's, you know, like what we said in the beginning, you're always manifesting all the time based on, you know, what you believe to be true in that moment. And so maybe you're going to manifest, like if you start off in a bad mood and something happens, you might manifest a couple other things. If you keep engaging with that energy or you might just be like, and here's a really good example. Um, So two things that would quote unquote, bring bad luck have happened (laughs) (laughs) um, for this wedding. And One of them is that Jameson broke a mirror a few months ago, like a month ago when we were here. And I didn't even think anything of it. And somebody else was like, oh my God, you broke a mirror like before your wedding. And I'm like, whatever. Like it was not placed in a good area. It's there's no omen happening here. I love that. And then the other thing is, this is what happened yesterday is that he um, accidentally saw a picture of the back of my dress. (laughs) (laughs) Because I had sent pictures of my dress to our photographer and then I was pulling up, you know, our text conversation on my, on my uh, MacBook mm-hmm. and he was sitting there next to me and I was like, <gasps> <laughs> closely the head and freaked out. He wouldn't have even noticed. Sure. But um, I also am just like, yeah, no, that also doesn't phase me because who cares? Yeah. Whatever. And that's. And- a testament to what you're making it mean. Exactly. And so the whole whole point of this, it's like, if I were somebody different, or if I believed that, like, if I didn't so strongly hold certainty in myself, in Jameson, in our relationship, in our future, and what I know, like my certainty in that, then I could let these other things rattle me or make me go down a weird spiral of like, holy shit, what if this I don't know, does something. Sure. Or I can just move on with my life and be like, damn it, I should have been more careful. Yeah. Or that, no, that mirror was in a shit place. Yeah. It was in a, that's not, there's no omen here. Okay. Bye. And then you just disengage with the energy. You didn't even engage with it at all. Yeah. Exactly. 
I love that. Yeah. You're really good. I will say Abby is really incredible about, about her intentions on what she's going to make something mean. Like even in bigger life decisions, there are some things that she and I have talked about that are really personal, but the way that she's like, Oh, I've just decided that it doesn't, I'm not available for that. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I forget that I can do that. (laughs) I forget that I get to decide that I'm what I am or I'm not available for. And, And you are, you hold a certainty in your field once you've decided that is inspiring and infectious because that's it is that certainty is like it all of a sudden then I'm able to tap into certainty around certain you know certain things um because you remind me of like oh yeah shit and and there's an inevitableness to yeah our dreams that's also I've decided that my dreams and my dream life which I'm so many levels I'm currently living and, and more that I desire is fucking inevitable. Mm-hmm. It's going to happen. I just don't know when, Yeah, I don't know when, but I also have evidence and you have evidence. And if we don't have evidence in our current life, start to find the people and women, if you're a woman or a man, if you're a man or whatever you identify with, like that would resonate with you that you can believe it, but find evidence of it already existing and put like lean into that. Yeah. And so you and I have evidence now in our own life, but we didn't always no. We have evidence that our dreams and our desires are they're fucking coming. Yeah. They're exactly. happening. Yeah. And so many of them have already happened. Like that's the exactly. beautiful thing. Yes. It's not about just the these these big moments. It's about all of these beautiful, like miracles that are happening literally every day, every day, every day. I mean, there, there, I can't remember there was something I read the other day, but basically it was along the lines of like, if you want to see the beauty of life, then it's like, how are you looking at life? Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, there's so much to, to allow like for delight and you know, you and I are constantly sending each other pictures of angel mm-hmm. numbers of meaning, certain meanings that you and I have in our own lives, right? Like yeah. we know, like I know what means something to Abby, vice versa, mm-hmm. that nobody else, would, they'd be reading our text thread, like what the fuck yeah. are they sending pictures of? What does this mean? Mm-hmm. But because we're so open and willing and great, and we really walk in a lot of gratitude, not that we've mastered this, um, but like I look up the clouds and I breathe and it's just like, fuck, life is so beautiful. Yeah. And what a, what a beautiful journey I get in this life as Fallon J as a human to experience this and who I get to become in the process. And there's a, a patience that grounds in that everything will make its way to me. Mm-hmm. My work is is this work, is the soul work of what we've already talked about. That is really what I'm here to do for myself and, and guide others through. Um, but not, but like I have a bunch of weeds outside right now, my house, like of my house and they all just bloomed into these really incredible flowers. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, look, appreciating that, you know, like I'm not cursing the weeds in my life because they're mm-hmm. many of them I'm going to like need to weed and many of them I'm going to let stay because they're actually really beautiful flowers. Yeah. And so I guess what I'm saying is like, there's so much that you get to just immerse yourself in, in each moment, like as I'm sitting here in my closet recording this and it's like, we have the best conversations. Yeah. You know, and just being in that. Well, and it's like what you said earlier about being in almost like always 
you said ceremony, but what just came to me was like being in more communion with life, Mm -hmm. like being very, instead of living it with such a, like just with no intention, no mindfulness, no, no being in communion with anything around you, with, with the people around you, with nature, you know, with mother nature, with the birds, with flowers, with whatever, anything, um, but just looking around at the world and seeing the beauty that's there now, seeing the miracles that are already in your life now and, and having the gratitude for those, but not making it need to be some sort of, you know, gratitude practice, unless that's what feels good to you. Yes. But maybe today the takeaway, you know, maybe one of the biggest takeaways is walking out and just noticing the miracles that are already there and the things that you have in your life that you, that were the things you prayed for a year Mm -hmm. ago or five years ago. Yes. And if you are somebody, because I know many people like this in my life now that feels like you don't have time. I don't have time to do that. I don't have time to slow down. I have to do this. Mm -hmm. I got to do this. I got to do this. Another thing is what we speak becomes truth, Mm -hmm. right? It becomes even we're anchoring in with every that's anchoring in certain beliefs in your body. What if it's different? What if there's, you know, we said this on the last episode, what if there's more and what if you are safe to slow down? And as Abby said, you know, see the beauty of life. And when she says that, I know she also means feel Mm -hmm. because you're, you know, you have like a really cool reel from, I don't know, quite a few months ago of like, you're, you're stopping at a gas station and you're Mm -hmm. just taking in like the breeze and the breath. And you're just, you're there. Like you can just see the presence all over your body. And so if you're somebody that feels like you don't have time, you've probably created a paradigm that feels true, but there's so you don't have time. Yeah. But, but you do. And there is a slowdown involved in this that you're really safe to explore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's close um, with what is, I kind of feel like, I don't know, maybe this is like a generic question. Maybe you'll have a better question or play off of it, but what is like one of your most favorite things or exciting things or something that you have manifested? Maybe like recently, if that feels more accessible or. or maybe oh, are, you asking, are you asking me? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and the viewers or listeners, viewers. There's nothing to watch yet. <laughs> um, something that I've manifested recently. Hmm. I mean, honestly, a lot of it, like a lot of this, my energy has been going towards the wedding. And I mean, one very specific thing that I manifested was a the transportation, the shuttle yes! that's taking the guests because... I literally called, I can't tell you how many. Did I even, did I talk about this on the last one or did I just tell you? No, you only told me. So this is like a a really beautiful story. I love it. Okay. So yeah. So I was just trying to figure out like, okay, all of these transportation companies, all of these like coaches, these coach buses are all sold out for the weekend of our wedding because, you know, we're three weeks out and we haven't (laughs) done that yet. Whatever. Again, I'm holding the certainty that all everything is working out and it's going to be beautiful. And so I was like, I started to feel a little bit worried about that. And then I was like, no, you know what? I'm going to take a breath. I'm going to go back to seeing seeing this how I want it, how I want it to be. And mm. 
I'm going to find a great coach bus that has air conditioning because this was the other thing. All of the ones that were available were like school buses that had no AC and it's been in the eighties and it probably still will be in the eighties. So I was like, we're going to find a nice, nice coach bus that has air conditioning. And that is in this price point that I want. And called all these places and before that. And then I was looking down at the map and I saw this one I hadn't called and I was like, oh, actually this has really great reviews and blah, blah, blah. I don't know why this one's just popping up now, but of course here it is. And I called them and they're like, oh yeah, we have, you know, this many passengers, this many passengers, beautiful air conditioned bus. We have them available and they are like half the price of (laughs) all of the other coach buses that I called. And I was like, done and done. Perfect. Yeah, that's what I wanted. Yes, because you literally took a minute to pause and be like, okay, hang on a second. How do I want this to turn out? What would feel good? What would feel supportive? Mm -hmm. You took a breath. Like you caught, you know, instead of going in the spiral of like, there's no fucking buses, we waited too long and nothing's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, And like freaking out. You're like, okay, hang, hang on a second. Hold on. We we got this. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love that. Such a good story. (laughs) And what about you? Um, gosh, probably great things. Yeah. I've had a lot of really great things. Um, some really big personal things. It's funny. I feel hesitant sharing this, but it's what keeps repeating to share. So I'm just going to trust that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it's funny cause it feels weird to say manifested this, but it's, but it's because the energy in which I've operated from has been very pure and from my heart and focused on my daughter and well-being. And that is um, holding majority custody of my daughter mm-hmm. and stewarding that for now. I don't know if that will be forever, but for now, and it was a really big deal for me and uh, to have, you know, the court system recognize that and give that to me. So that was really big. Um, and that was also certainty that you've been holding this whole time. Yes. And, and it's, That's and it was really from such a pure energy space, you know, it was never from like, Oh, I want to win. It was really like, this is genuine, genuinely in my heart, what feels for the highest good. Mm-hmm. Yes. What feels best. And, yeah. and that, I mean, gosh, you know, and there's a lot more to that. There's a lot more layers. And basically I got everything that I asked for and, yep. um, which is like just fucking incredible. I'm really grateful. And also simultaneously, like, it's too bad. It has to be this way. Like there's also that energy. And then, you know, something really light um, and fun. I'm thinking, I mean, a piano. Right? Oh yeah. Well, <laughs> a really good one. Yeah. I, I had been wanting a piano more recently. Um, well, I'd say in the last few months, cause I manifested a couple months ago and I just, I grew up playing the piano. I loved it. I really want Nova to be around the piano and music and to learn to read music. And, and I want it to be accessible. And that just feels accessible. And what's really interesting is so my house that I also manifested last year, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's perfect for Nova and I, um, with the Creek in the back and the stairs that she asked for mm-hmm. has this, has some weird little nooks to it. And so there's this weird nook that I really didn't know what to do with next to the fireplace. So I had kind of like a sitting chair there and a plant and I was like, I'll make it maybe a meditation space or some bookshelves. Um, and then as I was really leaning into this piano and I kind of, and a lot of things that I've manifested, I have manifested from more of like, what is that word? Like when you, does it postulate? Like you kind of like, like you think about it and you let it go. It's kind of like, Oh, this would be cool. And Mm -hmm. then it's like, you, you just let it go. Mm -hmm. Um, that's how it was with the piano. And then the next week 
my neighbor, my old neighbor, she's an old lady, an older lady. She actually missed Jan. She just actually just passed away. Oh, um, I know. Um, but she had, she had called me and said, I have a piano. Do you think you would like it? Or something like that. I can't remember how, but it came to my field. And I was like, yes. And I didn't know how the hell I was going to get this piano to my house. I didn't, I was like, I don't have anybody with trucks. Like I hadn't met Brad yet. And you know, I didn't know, um, who I said his name, but, but yeah. And I got this piano and it fits perfectly in this odd nook. It's like this nook was made for this piano for Nova and I, of course. So that, yeah. So that, that was really fun. And I've also manifested last year. I manifested six months in a course with an incredible coach I wanted to work with for free. Yeah. So yeah, you know, you and I have so many fun stories, but, and it's never from this, like, I'm trying to manifest this. It's like, Oh, what would I like to receive and experience and create? And yeah. 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 What would I like to experience? That's such a good one. Like just asking yourself that question because it's different than what do I want? Mm. What would I like to experience? Yes. How would that feel in my body? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think we could probably talk about this for a whole other hour. I know we really could. <laughs> we really could because it's, it's hard because it's, we're, I don't know. I feel like it can be jumping all over the place a little bit. And I want to, I want to like lead them down a specific path, but at the same time, um, it doesn't have to be like done in a perfect straight line and no, and it almost never that. will be. No. Yeah. I think the biggest thing is, is yeah. Asking yourself, what would you like to like play around with it? What would you like to have fun with? What do you want to, what do you want to experience? What might be fun to experience? Yes. And if there's any part of this episode that you're like, go deeper into that. I want to know mm-hmm. more about that. I yeah. want you know, what about this? Like, or if let you don't us... know what it was that we were talking about. Yes. Like, let us know. Specific. Yeah. Because we are happy to move in the direction that feels really supportive to all of you as well and go deeper. And because yes, you and I, we have, there's so many like kind of little nuances that I can feel we want to go into, but we're really trying to come back <laughs> to the center of, and the topic. Yeah. Um, but it's fun. We love it. And we have so many incredible experiences with not only ourselves, but our watching our clients manifest incredible lives. Yes. And one thing just came to mind. I remember um, last year, a girl who I love on Instagram, um, who I've, who I'm, I've known just because of Instagram. And I was like, I'd written down in my journal, I think the day before, oh, I kind of want to be asked. I'd love somebody to ask me to come and, you know, speak in their Facebook group. And then she literally, I think a few hours later or the next day out of nowhere was like, Hey, I want to talk about manifesting. And I know you like, and I love talking to you about manifesting. Can you come and speak to my group, my Facebook group on manifesting? And I was like, you know, what's funny about that is I literally just manifested this. So, Oh, I remember this. I love it so much. (laughs) Yes. That was so big. Cause she has a huge Facebook group. Like, I don't think people understand like she has a big following. Yeah. She, well, she has a really big Instagram. She's got like, I don't know, two or 300,000 people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that was amazing. So yeah. So just really fun. So fun stuff like that, where you're like, Ooh, what, this might be fun to experience. Like, I'd love to just do this thing. Let's see if it happens and like, let it be light, let it be fun. Let it be playful and see what happens. Yes. And if it feels heavy, dance that through your body, punch yeah. some pillows, cry, 
process with a friend. Let it all be okay. Yeah. Let it all be okay. It doesn't have to be so serious. Yes. And then, cause you'll get to the point where it does feel light again. You just will. You will. So throw throw those meatballs. (laughs) Most importantly. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Well, we love you. Thank you for being here. We love you. Have a beautiful time manifesting and share with us your favorite stories and what else you would like to dive deeper on. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you loved this episode, write us a review and let us know. See you next week. And until then, here's to loving all parts of you. And leaving none of you behind.